Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Cindy's Celebrity Corner. This is a very special episode. It's the matchmaking episode, the relationship episode, the shidduch episode. It's actually an episode that was requested by you, our listeners, our loyal fans, and I'm very happy to bring it to you during this holiday season. Before we start, I want to thank you once again for making our show one of the most listened to shows on two AM stations in the tri-state area, 620 AM and 1640 AM, one FM station, 93.5 in high definition. And of course, when you download us internationally on many podcast outlets, including Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Google and Apple Podcast, Jewish Podcast out of Jerusalem. And of course, you can always download us through the TalkLine Network website. And of course, from my website, Cindy's Corners. We have a huge show, a very unique show. So welcome into my corner. A couple of weeks ago, when I introduced you to what this show was going to be about relationships and matchmaking, I was very hesitant, I'll be honest. I didn't know what kind of response I was going to get. Well, I got an amazing response, an overwhelming response. And you know what I found out? People wanted relationship advice and fix-ups from all backgrounds, from all locations. I ended up getting Jewish. I ended up getting non-Jewish, black and white, young and old, rich and poor. But you know what I also found out? People have one thing in common, regardless of their background, regardless of where they live. If they want a relationship, they are going to work at making it happen. And that's what we're going to help you with tonight. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I am going to handle this, being this is a radio show. First of all, as somebody who has made several successful uh, relationships, I do believe in fixing people up who do seem to have similar interests, similar goals, and who are fairly specific on what they are looking for so that it matches with a potential mate. I'm not going to fix an 80-year-old up with a 20-year-old. I'm not fixing somebody up who's a vegetarian with somebody who only eats meat. And I have to tell you, it's very hard these days to fix up a Democrat and a Republican. I'm hearing that from a lot of people. As somebody who is a religious Jew, I will not fix up people with the potential for intermarriage. So if you are not Jewish, you're going to meet a non-Jew. And if you are Jewish, you're going to meet somebody who is Jewish. If you have specifics within those realms, we will try to accommodate you. And I'm also going to be honest with you if we don't have somebody for you at this time so that we can keep an eye out for you. What is the purpose of fixing you up with somebody that I know and that my team knows is really not going to fit in the long run? I'm also going to be honest with you about dating tips and relationship tips, because if you see something that's not working out, then don't stay in it. 
And if we happen to fix you up with somebody we think is for you, but you don't want to go, be honest up front. I've also learned through the decades of fixing people up that there are some people, regardless of how much they say they want to date, really don't want to date because they find the most unique excuses not to pursue even going out on a date or trying somebody for the second time. And we're not going to ask you for resumes. We're not making this a business contract. And I'm not asking your rabbis or your priest or your mommies or your grandmas or your uncles. This is your relationship and what you want might not be exactly everything they want for you. And we're going to do this in a way that is very transparent and accountable for you. We don't want you to feel hurt or embarrassed. We want you to enjoy the experience with us. Tonight's guests have something in common. They both work with people in the relationship business. We are very lucky that we have one of this country's foremost uh, professionals in the relation- relationship arena, Dr. Carol Lieberman, a best-selling author, an Emmy-nominated host uh, through the Television Academy. You've seen her on many talk shows. She has her own talk show on Voice America where she talks about everything from relationships to celebrity interviews and everything that is making headline news today. So sit back and get ready to learn more from Dr. Carol. And our second guest is really special because he is a award-winning fashion designer. But not only that, last month, Andre Soriano premiered a brand new collection of wedding dresses and bridal party gowns, good for the grandmother of a, a bridal groom and the flower girl. And you know what else is good about Andre? He custom makes them and he also will accommodate people of all sizes wherever they live. So sit back and stay tuned for Andre as well. And we'll be back right after our first message. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. 
Welcome back to this very special episode of Cindy's Celebrity Corner, the matchmaking relationship episode. And I'm so happy that our guest is joining us today. So many of you know her from her television appearances and her radio show appearances, including her own show on Voice America, her best-selling books, which we're going to talk about, Dr. Carol Lieberman. MD psychiatrist who has the best line about relationships. She helps people be sane in an insane world. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cindy. So you could talk about anything and I'm sure we're going to go off topic a little bit, but I really want to focus on relationships because a lot of people look at the holiday season as either the best of times or the worst of times. Tell us a little bit about your experiences as a professional in the area of relationships. Well, my first book was called Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. And um, there I talk about 12 different types of bad boys. And, um, you know, there's always a, there's always a bad boy in the news, one, one way or the other, one reason or another. And then later on, um, I wrote a book called Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. Um, you know, relationships, it, it's, it's harder than ever to find a good relationship these days, uh, especially now with COVID when that's kind of put a pause in relationships. Um, you know, the overall effect might ultimately be positive in the sense that people might be looking a little deeper in terms of who they get involved with, you know, it's not not just the quick Tinder thing, because you never know, <laughs> you never know if they're going to have COVID and, you know, are you inviting that into your life? So, um, but really, really relationships have gotten harder, aside from COVID before and after COVID, the main reason why it's gotten harder is because um, people, bad girls come from a dysfunctional relationship with their father and bad boys come from a dysfunctional relationship with their mother. So the problem is that um, more families are getting divorced, you know? And so when they, they then have children who, or they have had during, sometime during the marriage, they have children and the children end up being scarred by the divorce and uh, finding it then harder to risk their heart in another relationship. So they end up acting, acting this out in very painful kinds of ways. So do you find when you say that, do you find a majority of divorced people though remarry? So they are willing to jump into it again? Um, well, I don't know about the majority. I'm not sure what the current statistic is. I mean, yes, sometimes people who divorce get remarried, but it's different. The effect on the children, whether they get remarried or not, it's still a very harmful effect on the children. I'll give you an example, the most typical example. So um, with bad boys, the women who are attracted to bad boys are women, as I said, who have had a dysfunctional relationship with their father, meaning anything from their father was not there, you know, physically not there, as in divorce, um, or not there emotionally, um, to all the way to a father being uh, physically abusive or sexually abusive. So it runs the gamut, 12 different types. And the typical um, scenario these days is where 
uh, with the divorce. And so the father doesn't get to see the daughter as much as he as he did. And um, often he'll have another girlfriend or another marriage, sometimes another family. So the girl ends up feeling neglected. And that is why girls um, in, in even in middle school, you know, if not below, um, end up doing, real, you know, being promiscuous. Um, so and, and the reason she um, women whose fathers were not there again, either they abandoned them or by um, emotionally not there or by death. Uh, they look for guys. They are attracted to guys. I'm talking about when they get a little older, they are attracted to guys who um, are looking for mothering. They are, uh, these are for frazzled frog guys, you know, um, and I'm not talking now about the um, junior high school and all that. That's any guy really. But when they get to be a teenager or they get to start dating, they are unconsciously drawn to men who are frazzled frogs, um, who are fixer upper lovers. That's the other name that I call them, where these guys need fixing up. And so the women unconsciously feel that if they fix up this guy, um, the guy will be dependent upon them and he will be the least likely kind of guy to leave. And they don't, that's what they're terrified of. Their father abandoned them. They're terrified of a man abandoning them. So these are the kinds of guys that they pick. Now, why they're a bad boy or for that matter, bad girl, it means a heartbreaker. And so when these frazzled frogs get fixed up enough, um, they hop away. They find, you know, they look for some, somebody who, uh, you know, wouldn't, they wouldn't have, couldn't have gotten before when they were a frog, when they were a tadpole. But now that they're all fixed up, they're going out looking in the pond for something better. So I tell people and my listeners know that I have fixed up throughout the years, many couples, all ages, et cetera, uh, that when I try to fix people up, I know a lot of people are very well intentioned, but people don't really know who they're fixing up. And that becomes a very big problem. They think because it's a boy or a girl or a man and a woman, they fix up. What are some of your tips to getting the perfect uh, fix up, because that's really the way people are meeting now, especially since they can't go out so much and they can't go long distance. Well, you know, it's interesting um, when someone fixes you up, you and they're they're trying their best, you know, as most people who do that are um, you you sometimes you have to wonder why did that person think <laughs> that I would like them? You know, it's like a, uh, you know, it, it gets people to ask themselves, um, what are they giving off? Like, why do they think that they would be willing to settle for somebody like that in one way or another? Um, so it's hard. And, and the other thing is that, that some people put more importance on looks, other people put more importance on a status, other people put more importance on heart, um, you know, and so, so if you don't sort of get what that, per, what the number one, I mean, you have to, it has to be a combination, some compromise and all of that, of course, but if you need to get what the number one priority is of that person, because if the number one priority, for example, for a woman, if the number one priority is a guy who um, looks like, I don't know, <laughs> Brad Pitt or something like that, he's not looking so good these days, <laughs> but 
who looked like he used to look. Um, and you set him up with you set her up with somebody who's um, you know not particularly attractive, then that's not going to work. Even though he might be great in terms of his job, in terms of his heart, everything else, but you kind of missed what she gives a priority to. Now that doesn't mean that people necessarily have the right priorities. Obviously, looks do fade, as you know. Just that was Brad Pitt as an example. I'm not that he's he's still, people still wouldn't throw him out of bed even today, but. Um, but, you know, there are more, more important kinds of characteristics, but you sort of need to, um, and in, it, ideally, you would be telling the person who you want to fix up as much as you can about the person you're, you're contemplating fixing them up with, um, so that there are as few surprises as possible. So you say that. I will tell you, whenever I try to fix up a girl, whether or not it's through her friends, her parents, even the girl herself, the first question I get is, what does he do and does he make a living? And this is a good living. And the first question from a guy, a guy's family, your friends who I'm trying to fix up is, are her looks. And that hasn't changed whether or not it was in the 80s or today. It doesn't matter if it's in their 20s or if it's in their 80s. Do you find that the same? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in my bad girls book, um, when I do the tips, you know, bad girls, why we why men love them and how good girls can learn their secrets. You know, I talk about how like some women uh, resist, you know, um, they they think, well, I I shouldn't have to look like Barbie for a guy to like me. I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know wear sexy clothes or you know i'm not going to um go for that i'm not he's going to just have to like me for how i am and you know i mean wake up to reality that is not true you have to at least i mean i talk about how i'm not saying that people necessarily have to go in for uh, uh dramatic changes you know plastic surgery uh, i mean although i'm not against plastic surgery but I, I'm, I, what I, I don't want everybody to think that that's what they have to do or, or, or wear super sexy clothes or it's not going to work. But it's, I talk about it like a package. Make yourself look like the best package that you can. Do the most that you can with what you have. But, you know, sometimes um, when women get, have been hurt, by bad boys. <laughs> um, see, that's what typically happens, actually. When, um, when a girl, a girl who's had a dysfunctional relationship with her father, she, she is attracted to a bad, different types of bad boys and, or the type that she fits with. Um, and, and then when these women have their heart broken enough by these bad boys, they then become bad girls. Either they lock themselves away because they, you know, they say that they want to get married, but they really don't make any effort. They don't try to look good. They don't try to, uh, you know, go places to meet people. Um, or, um, or they become a bad girl. So let me get, let me tell you some of the, uh, to better illustrate what I'm trying to say. Please show everybody the book. Well, you know, I don't know if oh. it's going to be with this thing. Oh. You're gonna- or you can't see it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, Let's see. I was just looking for the. And why you say that I have a quote, I tell people you only have one chance to make a first impression, make it your best, because some people uh, just think that they could go 
like they're going, you know, to the supermarket. And that's not right. You don't do that for a job interview, even though dating is not a job interview. You still well, have. It's similar, though. You're right. OK, so here's here are the 12 types of bad girls, uh, the gold digger, the addict, the sex siren, the sexual withholder, the married woman on the prowl, the commitment phobe, the husband hunter and trapper, the husband stealer, the ultimate damsel in distress, the cougar, the ball buster, and the bad girl scorned. And then the the 12 types of bad, the only thing that they have in common is the commitment phobe. They're they're bad boys and bad girls can be commitment phobes. Um, And as you discuss that, I say something else that you might agree or disagree with. Some people are just not people who are relationship oriented and if they're not relationship oriented or they really don't want it and they're afraid to admit it or others don't want to admit it around them they should not really be fixed up because they just they hurt other people i don't think everybody is relationship material well but if but they can be if they if they go to therapy (laughs) but not even that i know because i i know there are people then we say there are certain people over the, the certain ages. If they've never been married, I don't care the excuse they're so picky. Oh. You know, if they're like 55, 60, and you've never seen them on a date, or in a, even if they claim to have a relationship. And yes. I, there are some people that are just not relationship material, and we've got to accept that also. But, okay, but wait. It, it really, they, it's not to say that they don't want a relationship. I mean, they're fighting against it because they have been hurt. They're afraid of being in a relationship. But everybody wants love and wants to be loved. But if people, you know, sometimes for this Bad Girls book, I interviewed 100 men and asked them to talk about their bad girl experiences. Like I asked, found men who had each of these 12 different categories had been with these bad girls. And some of the men had been with the bad girls, you know, when they were very young, like it might've been their first love and the pain when they would be telling me about their story, whether it was, you know, 50 years ago or five days ago, the emotion, this was on the phone and the emotion I could hear in their voice, they were still hurt, even if it was 50 years ago. So it's really sad. I mean, that's these these relationships, these can these heartbreakers can damage people um, for their whole their whole rest of their life if they've been hurt enough. So the bad boys are the fixer upper lover. That was what I was saying. The frazzled frog, the compulsive flirt, the grandiose dreamer, misunderstood and married, Mister Power Mad, the commitment phobe, the wounded poet, the self absorbed seducer. A man, the man of mystery, the dramatic daredevil, the prince of darkness, the lethal lover. Now, um, yes, right. So those are 12, 12 different types of men, bad boys. So tell us, you know, it's the holiday time and a lot of people are either very happy or very lonely. What would you suggest to somebody who was single during the holiday times to meet somebody? Well, ask your friends if they're having parties. I mean, yes, nowadays with COVID, uh, you don't want to go, well, you know, big parties in any case, not only are they not safe because of COVID, but, but it's, very, it's harder to meet somebody and chat with them and possibly have it lead to a date. 
if it's a you know super big party because for one thing um you know mostly guys but sometimes girls too uh there are a lot of people they don't want to settle for the first one that they're talking to they want to mingle and see if they can find somebody better whatever better means right um and so so um so it's better to be in a smaller group. Maybe some friends can include you just, first of all, so you're not alone so much. And second of all, um, so that you have a better chance of meeting people. That, not necessarily. I mean, that is a way to set people up with a little less, um, a less pressure if it's a group, a small group. But even if it's not a specific setup that you're thinking for somebody, just, just in general, small groups. Um, you know, there are ways also of just finding things that are happening in your community, again, in smaller groups um, that you can join, uh, you know, go to an activity of, um, or you can, you can have a party of your own, a small party and invi invite people and ask them, you know, not just plus one, but maybe if they have a plus two, you know, um, somebody extra who's also lonely. That's a great idea. In fact, I think there was an episode on uh, Sex, Sex in the, the City. city. <laughs> Just like that, where everybody took it and everybody got back together with who they brought. Anyway, <laughs> which is leading to my next question. How much does the entertainment field influence our relationships? I mean, I, I'm thinking in particular, like the reality shows, the housewives. I mean, we've seen a lot of drama in relationships there. How much does it influence and is it really a good example for us to follow? It's not a good example. Um, I mean, you know, of course we see with the relationship shows, we see people getting disappointed, which makes every other people watching think, uh, oh, love is have relationships are dangerous. Look at them. You know, look at her. Look at him. These are great. These are like Ken and Barbie. Right. And yet they can't even find love. And so how am I, you know, if, if, so, so and then when you see the people being heartbroken, but also humiliated on these shows, it makes you more afraid of going out into the dating field yourself. Um I, are you by any chance watching? I've become sort of addicted. One of the few shows that I've become addicted to is uh, 90 Day Fiance. I'm not watching it, but I've heard about it. Yes, it's a very, now I do recommend that show because um, that's a show where uh, people have connected um, online in different countries, in America and in some other country. And and you see them over time, you know, uh, they follow them over time. And not all the relationships work out. But what's interesting about it is that if a couple watches it, or even just a single person, they can see some of the big mistakes that couples make. And, um, and that can be helpful for your own relationship. Uh, you know, I tell patients, couples who are having problems to watch it and see you know, how they, um, what, what certain thing, what behaviors or how things uh, can affect the relationship in negative ways and then, and then talk about it. I, 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 it's really fascinating. You know, it's, it's very, the couples are very different, although some of the problems turn out to be similar, like cheating and things like that. But, um, but it's interesting to see people from different cultures. And that's another thing is um, the, the person from, 
a country outside of America, the uh, big potential issue is, are they just pretending to love this person to get a, uh, to get a green card, which sometimes does happen. So um, anyway, so that is a more, I don't want it to say it's all bad, but um, that's a more positive kind of show. So before we leave and before we give all your contact information, one last question. Gives, I, I gather since you are a therapist, you give people little homework assignments to think about. What would be the one homework assignment you're giving everybody so that they reach out to us and look for love or ask us for help? Um, well, to, to stop pretending to yourself that you don't need a relationship, that they're too much trouble, that you're just going to get hurt again. Um, it is hard once you've been hurt to open your heart again, but um, it really is so much more fulfilling. And, you, you know, the thing is, I guess I would say that when you open your heart again, you need to do two things. One is to look into your background and see what kinds of things, what dysfunction there was in your family, because that is going to be affecting you. You're going to be looking for a happier ending, but you keep picking the same bad boys or same bad girls, and it's not going to be a happy ending. So you have to be aware of that. And the other thing is kind of related is that you should be on the lookout for red flags. I mean, sometimes you see couples, whether it's on these reality shows, you know, or uh, it, people you know, there are these red flags that are screaming out there, you know, um, uh, this is danger, danger. And the person is so blind, um, they don't want to listen to it. Well, that's great advice. In fact, I, I'll take the next step. I usually tell people take notes just on what you said. I think journaling is really important to reflect, write down past relationships, how it broke up, and you're going to see those kind of patterns that you just discussed. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I, I say that to them. Carol, please share with the audience where they can uh, reach you, hear you, buy your books. You are really all over the place. And uh, we're so lucky that you were able to spend some time with us to talk about relationships. Okay, sure. Well, since we're talking about these two books, Bad Boys and Bad Girls, you can get those from my website, the drcarol.com, which is uh, D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E.com uh, and on Amazon and so on. But um, and then uh, so that's one website. Then I have a website. Oh, well, to listen to my shows um, uh, voice on voiceamerica.com, it's Dr. Carol's Couch. And then a uh, sort of totally separate topic. Um, I'm the terrorist therapist. And so I have a website called terroristtherapist.com. And last but not least, um, expert witness forensic psychiatrist.com. In case, in case you have married a bad boy or a bad girl and you need a divorce, <laughs> I do expert witness testimony in all kinds of cases, including divorce and custody. Well, we certainly are very lucky that you joined us on our relationship episode, and we look forward to having you back. Thank My you pleasure. so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I always listen to Cindy Celebrity Corner, along with the amazing Cindy Gross. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar. 
stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Joining us now is not only an internationally recognized fashion designer, but he happens to be a good friend of mine. We've toured the country together on several occasions because uh, we have many mutual friends and his dresses are iconic on Grammy winners, on Emmy winners, and he is here to share his latest collection. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend the grand uh, fashion show initiating it, but I'm super excited about it because it's all about love. It's his bridal collection, his dress collection for mothers of the brides, for guests at a, at a party. And of course, they're always perfect for holiday season. Andre Soriano, thanks so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you, Cindy, for having me. It's been a while and happy holidays to you and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Well, I have to tell you that uh, it's going to be a very good holiday season for people who know you because your collection debuted in October. You have it as a bridal collection. And I saw some of the gowns and I definitely could see some black tie holiday events. Definitely. I saw something recently on your Instagram, perfect for New Year's Eve. Tell us the inspiration for the collection. Well, the inspiration, um, I'm really saddened that. Uh, so tell us, Andre, what is the inspiration for your latest collection that debuted in October? Well, it's all about, uh, it's all about uh, bringing everything back to life. I, I launched my uh, wedding collection and also a little few of my bra- uh, evening and this is a time for celebration, especially a lot of people are not getting married during the 2020. And it's one thing to kind of like have everyone have a gathering again and and just like to celebrate our daily life again. And, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that didn't get married for the season of 2020. And I thought that uh, having a bridal collection would kind of just like inspire them to get married again and have hope as we all do. And thank goodness that we are back in track, I hope. You know, I, I I see people less wearing masks nowadays, which is good. And, you know, hopefully uh, we just have, uh, I just want everyone and we all want everyone to be healthy, of course. And yes. then seeing less of a mask is, I think it's a great sign for the country and for the whole world. So. so our show's theme today is about love. And this is a season that could be very loving, surrounded by family, friends, or it could be a bad loneliness and you are somebody your personality comes out in your clothes because you make everybody so welcome and I've never seen you in a situation where you've ever raised your voice you always have that big smile that you're showing me right now how do you have such a great composure all the time and 
I, I, I think life is, uh, I was raised in a family that's full of love. And I was one of those fortunate kid that, you know, I was surrounded with family and friends going in Manila, grew up to church, doing charities and all of that. And at an earlier age, I learned uh, to respect and love your neighbors, regardless of who they are. And America is quite interesting. It's a little bit challenging for me as a little kid because there's different races. I thought there's only a brown one in the Philippines. And then I moved down here. Oh, there's so many people in this planet. <laughs> so I guess, anyway, it's, um, I, I really love just like, you know, the beauty. I always see beauty in people. And, you know, uh, mother, mother taught us best, you know, being a single mom and, I just, I think uh, in this life that we go through, we just should embrace each other. And regardless of who we are, pink, red, white, blue, Republican, Democrat, liberal, libertarian, I think we inhabit this earth, you know, with such beauty. If we see that every day, I think we, we have no problem, you know, just going through life. And of course, we embrace everything that comes in as we go along, because that's part of it. So. And you certainly know challenges because I know that uh, the lo- a loved one in your life is facing a challenge for a long time and you've been there through thick and thin. So you are the perfect example of love through sickness and in health. So my audience is going to want to know because I do know and I'm just so excited. You have a wide list, a wide range of celebrities you have dressed for the red carpet. Tell us some of them and tell us some of the experiences you've had with dressing celebrities. Oh, my God. one of my favorite one is actually Macy Gray. And, you know, she's a recording artist. And and it's so it's so, you know, she I think she had a little drink that night. And it's like Andre, you know, we were on the fitting in, in, um in Beverly Hills and we we're about to go to a a show and it's like Andre and we were in one of the rooms one of the bedrooms and she's like Andre I'm like, I think it's gonna be too much for me I'm like girl just keep singing so then that night after the fitting we just went to the event and then she said after she performed oh my god Andre I never felt so glamorous in my whole life I and I said girl boo I told you just sing and just and then she was so happy and we became dear friends you know and this was like probably in 2016 when there's an event for a red carpet in um in LA for the International Fashion Film Festival, which is really fun. Anybody else? Uh Courtney Love uh for the uh, Satellites Award. And we were at Chateau Marmont for fitting. I brought my team with me and bought all my gowns and and it's like we were knocking. It's like, uh oh, uh they're very strict there. First we we parked in the parking and it's like yeah we have an appointment with Courtney my manager told them and it's like oh um sure like come on in so as we were walking to the door I believe it was like I don't know which floor but in one of the floors we start knocking it's like Andre can uh and then she opened the door Andre I'm so sorry we're chanting right now (laughs) I'm like okay Mm -hmm. so can we give us can you give us like a few minutes and stuff so and so we did and then you know there's a misconception she's actually of, of how her personality is. But when you, sometimes it's really surprising to meet people in LA or in Hollywood. You know, there's people there that are like, just like really nice. And, and, and then, you know, I fed her and then she went to her event. And then one of the most amazing women that I love is Mary Wilson. She's very organic, you know, oh my goodness. And she's part of that, uh, of, uh, of the Supremes. Um, she's one well, of the legends. Yeah, the one that says uh, baby love. And, you know, we became really, really dear friends and make sure rest in peace. She's one of the, the most humble, 
uh, celebrity that you would ever meet in Hollywood. And that's just like really refreshing. And then, you know, even so, um, even so I made a, a, a very controversial dress at the gram. It's just like, Andre, you know what? Do you live your life? You know, and then, you know, express yourself in creativity. And that's one, one of the things that I love about her, regardless of what I create. She just embraced me. So. So I have to say, tell everybody, a lot of the gowns are custom made one of a kind. And what's also, uh, good if you, uh, want to have an Andre Soriano original, you could actually, he dresses men as well and he could actually put the whole wedding party together. Yeah, same too. And, um, yes. And I, I was just like, so, um, so excited. Uh, we, we have more, um, we have more collection coming. And right now we're, um, my main focus is just like wedding. Like I said, people, there's a lot of, people that missed their wedding last 2020 year 2020 so we have a few orders here and there and from evening to you know bridal so it's excited what trends do you see in the bridal gowns that you you know what are the most requested uh fabrics colors forms? as far as with a bridal trend um right now it's it's more like the off-white you know, I mean, a lot of brides, it really depends on the bride. You know, there are brides that want something very princessy or like a princess. And there's modern brides. And there are brides that are very, um, they're very quaint. Like, uh, for instance, like they want something like, uh, in resemblance of, of the Duchess, uh, Kate Middleton and, you know, like that cut. And then they want something, they want something, you know, some of my brides, they want something very Meghan Merkel. Or they were, you know, one of my brides, like something very Melania or very Princess Diana. So it really depends on the brides, I, 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 I think. But I mean, for me as a designer, I always, um, I love the edginess, like in my collection, there's a variety. Um, I, I showcase 20, uh, 20 evening and 20 bridal gowns, but I want the audience to see the, the capacity or the design aspect. So they can kind of like, you know, some audience would relate in this dress and some maybe not. So I did a variety of, of cuts, shapes, um, designs. That's the other thing I was going to say. You know, you usually see, uh, design is just working for the model size that decides zero, six feet. Andre dresses people all shapes and sizes and they all look good, which is a talent in and of itself because I know, as my audience knows, I know many designers and they can't dress me or the average person like me because they're so used to the size zero and they like, you know, only that. Your customer is anyone. You're the real people designer. Of course. Um, I, most importantly, there's only one body in, I mean, uh, uh, in the women's world. A body is an art form in itself. You know, every woman and everybody is different. So, so I'm always, I'm always like so grateful when, when they fly down here and I mold the fabric or I drape it in their body. First, they will have a consultation and then I would show them design aspects. And then from there, you're not, they're the ones that are going to walk in into their event and you want to make a woman feel good. And once they're there, you cannot return the time, the hands of time back. That's their moment, whether That's it's right. a, whether it's an evening and whether it's a bridal. And on top of that, I, I do recommend the hair, how they put their hair, what kind of shoes, what kind of nails, what kind of uh, makeup, you know, and earrings and accessories and all of that. I think, and 
you know, the most gratifying moment in my life is when when a client or a bride starts crying. And I was like, oh, my God. You know? and that, It's like that your could- wedding. It's your <laughs> wedding, Andre. You're so involved in it. And anybody knows Andre, he just said something. Not only does Andre get involved with the dress, he's going to talk about the cake. He's going to talk about the menu, the music, the invitation. He's going to go down the guest list. Don't sit this one with that one because I've worked with Andre and I've watched (laughs) Andre in action. And we've had disagreements even about people sitting places because it wasn't the right situation. So you get more than a fashion designer. One last question. One of my listeners wants to know, what is your training? I actually went to uh, the fashion. Well, first, this is what happened. I first moved to America and I was 15 and went to high school. And then um, I've always had interest in fashion since all, all my uh, my brothers and sisters in Manila, they always dress up. So I went to Milpitas High School and then became, um, uh, I went to the sewing class. So on the sewing class, the, the the principal of the school, well, why don't we have a fashion show for these young kids? Amongst the five children, I was one of which, and the only male, so I did five looks. So it was at the Milpitas Community Center, and and then after the show, uh, I made this. Uh, uh, after the show, there's this lady. Hey, are you are you selling that dress, the one with the uh, the crushed uh, green velvet? Uh, off the boat with the little uh, lace, black lace, and a little peekaboo. It's like kind of like a cocktail dress. And I'm like, yes, I I do. Um, how much are you selling it? I'm like fifty dollars. And and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god. As a as a sixteen year old, that was the beginning. And then I I had interest of going to fashion schools. Uh, you know, there's Brooks College in California, and then there's FIDM in Paris and FIDM Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in San Francisco. I wanted to go to the one in Paris, but then again, I don't want to be away with my family. So it's not bad commuting the barked, um, you know, the transit system to go to San Francisco. So I just like keep going. And then after I had my degree, I started doing, um, uh, going to a business school, which I did for a year to kind of just like, it's wanting to be a designer and then you don't know how to run it. So, so all of those things. And you know how it is. So, you know, uh, being an American and living the American life, we go to work, you pay your bills, you go to school. It's like you have to juggle everything all at once. Yes. And, and with God's blessings, I am, I, I am where I am today because of the people that influenced me and guided me and inspired me, you know, being an American and, I'm very grateful for that, especially this Thanksgiving to everybody. <laughs> well, two quick um, questions for you that are simple answers. Number one, who is somebody you would like to dress that you haven't dressed yet? I would love to dress uh, Melania <laughs> Trump. I would love to dress um, who else? Um, I would I would be happy to dress Joe Biden as well. You know, if she asked me or Kamala Harris, I think their 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 stylist sucks. I mean, I'm just being honest, but 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 Melania, I would totally. I had I had a gown for her. I just have to send it to her actually tomorrow, Lago. So. And then the next question is: Where can our audience? I should tell everybody this: the sure. website is being updated as because he can't actually keep. We had this discussion. I'm sharing with the audience. You might not like it but i'm going to andre can't keep dresses in stock the minute he finishes one they're bought so the website's being updated 
And we're going to share some stuff here. And you guys are going to hear this here first. I am going to be at a movie premiere. I'm one of the featured people. And Andrea's going to dress me. So anyway, (laughs) anyway, Andre, where can people find you? Where can people find you? uh, Andre Soriano. And then um, I actually have a Facebook. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I had my Facebook pages and it got hacked. So I, I created a new one. I have Andre Soriano and also I have Instagram, which is Andre, info at Andre Soriano, uh, official Andre Soriano on Instagram and then on Twitter, Andre Soriano. Uh, but they, they, um, not to be, um, they, they tried to X me out on Twitter. They think I was a terrorist. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a designer. <laughs> You see, my audience is laughing. I mean, this is one of the funniest interviews I've ever done, Andre. All we're missing now is a cocktail. And then on on LinkedIn, they're really fascinated. Oh, he's a designer, but he has a life. This LinkedIn is 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 kind of like a vehicle for only businesses. But um, I would post things there, like I'm walking my dogs, or you know, I'm eating a hot dog, or whatever. (laughs) And it was, but I do post gowns there as well but so, i think <laughs> let's be honest people isn't this the perfect designer for love you will never have a bad minute dressing with andre soriano and you can also find uh if you need any information please reach out to, to cindy's celebrity corner and i certainly will connect you directly because he does make one-of-a-kind gowns and they're also in a price range that's affordable, Andre's very well aware of the economy and he's working to make a bridal party happy. Andre Soriano, thank you so much for sharing the love, sharing the fashion thank on Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you very much. It's all about peace, love, glamour, and fashion. And Merry Christmas and Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Sean Kanan, and I'm hanging out with Cindy Gross on Cindy Celebrity Corner at 6.20 a.m. If you're not watching, then your karate's a joke. So you've heard now from a medical professional relationship expert, best-selling author, and you've now heard from a fashion designer in the wedding gown department. And now, what you've been waiting for, our first uh, people who have written in, listeners, followers who want to be fixed up. If these people are of any interest to you, email me and I'll see what I can do. And you could also email us your information at Cindy's Corners at gmail.com. That's C I N D Y S C O R N E R S at gmail.com. First up, we have Life in the Big Apple. This is a woman who's never been married, who is modern Orthodox Jewish, and lives on the Upper West Side. She is self-employed. She makes a nice living. She is an only child and only has a mother uh, left who is not well, and she spends a lot of her time taking care of her mother. So whoever wants to date her, has to understand that she spends a lot of time with her mother, with doctors, with healthcare facilities, etc. She loves pets. She has a, a cat. 
and she loves going out for Mexican food. Uh, she also likes uh, traveling before COVID. She used to travel a lot to Israel. And she is looking for somebody who is open to meeting her. She is open to meeting somebody divorced with children because at this stage, she doesn't know if she's going to have children. And again, her name is Life in the Big Apple. Our next person is a gentleman in his early 20s. He just graduated college and he is called graduate and able to locate if needed. Okay, so graduate uh, has a degree in accounting. He is currently working at, at a firm that allows him to work at home and to go into an office part-time. Uh, he feels his skills uh, make him a desirable candidate, that he is flexible to move. He, too, is Orthodox Jewish. And many of his friends are starting to get married, and he would like to be able to go to the weddings with a significant other at this point. He did have a serious relationship through college that ended, and he has family in California and Florida. So if he, if you want to fix, uh, be fixed up with him, he's also currently in the city, New York City. He is eager to meet somebody in California and in Florida as well because he has where to stay to date. He is looking for somebody who enjoys the outdoors. He loves to hike and boat, and he likes activities outdoors. And he is a big Yankee fan. So if any girl out there likes the New York Yankees, you have a guy there for you. It's a graduate in his 20s who is able to move, and he's an accountant. Another person we have is a widow. And uh, the widow is in her late 60s. She is also uh, fairly religious, but she says she will eat at in a non-kosher restaurant fish and is flexible to meet somebody who is very traditional. She is a grandmother. She was happily married for over three decades and has children and grandchildren. She is a retired teacher and is also flexible. Uh, she has one child who lives in Israel and uh, is just looking for a good friend at first. And if it leads to something more, great. And one more. And this is also a man in New York City. He is actually uh, living in Brooklyn, and he is divorced. He has three children, all married, and he has uh, eight grandchildren. He is retired. He was in his own business. He is uh, somebody who is financially secure, and he enjoys theater and music. He likes a lot of classical music. Uh, he is open to meeting somebody who uh, likes theater and movies and museums and spending time together and getting to know him. He says he doesn't care if he gets married again. He had a very good uh, first marriage and 
even though he is divorced, he he feels that uh, he had a marriage that brought him his grandchildren, his children, and he's very happy about that. And he, he looks on his his marriage as a success because it lasted a long time until he got divorced. And he is on a good relationship with his ex-wife. So those are four people that we heard from, and we're eager to hear from you. And I try to describe them the best way that they uh, describe themselves. And it sounds like we have a wide range of ages um, and a wide range of people. The first response is, of course, we're from New York because we do air in New York. But like I said, we can uh, work around whether or not it's in Israel or California or Florida. We're here for you. Because as I always tell people, my favorite mitzvah is making a match. I find that more important a lot of times than uh, my political activism, working in a charitable uh, situation, because the future of Judaism for me is by having Jewish marriages and Jewish children and Jewish grandchildren. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, the hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the TalkLine Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.